0: This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello and welcome to this week's Techno podcast. My name's Neil Sparks, National Manager SMSF Strategy at BT Financial Group and part of the BT Technical Services team, a group of qualified individuals who are available to answer any technical advice strategy queries you may have for your clients. In today's podcast, we're going to look at the ATO's recent guidance on paying superannuation death benefits, specifically looking at what I will call a death benefit withdrawal, a full redemption of a member's superannuation account, requested by the member while they're still alive, but paid after the member's death, and whether the payment will be a member benefit or a death benefit, and the impact of the ATO's view for self-managed super funds. So why is the issue being considered? Well, I think it's for two reasons. There's a guidance that addresses the issue of advisors or members relying on private binding rulings that were not given for that individual circumstances. And secondly, the potential issue of SMSF trustees using signed undated documents to request the payment of their benefits in the case of terminal illness or potential death. The updated guidance highlights that if the trustee of an SMSF was aware of the death of a member at the time of approving a member benefit payment request, then the benefit should be paid as a death benefit. So why do we care? Well, the short answer is tax. The tax consequences of whether a benefit is paid as a member benefit or a death benefit can be significant. A member benefit paid to a person aged 60 or over is tax-free, whereas a death benefit paid to adult children for example, a non-tax dependent, may be taxed at up to 32%. So a quick recap, for example, the taxable component taxed element is 15% plus the 2% Medicare levy, so a 17% tax. Or any taxable component untaxed element is 30% plus the 2% Medicare levy, so 32%. So how can advisors determine if the payment is a death benefit or a member benefit? So let's start by taking a look at the difference between a member benefit payment and a death benefit payment. A member benefit is a payment made to a person because they were a super fund member. A death benefit is a payment made to a person after another person's death because the deceased was a superannuation fund member. So that's a really easy way of looking at it. If a member requested an amount to be paid from their fund before they died, but died before they received it, it may still be a member benefit in some limited cases, and this is determined by the facts and circumstances surrounding by the, p- the payment. A trustee of a regulated super fund can only pay super benefits according to the governing rules of the fund, and for an SMSF, the governing rules of the fund should be read carefully to determine a member's benefit entitlements in the event of death. At the time of payment, the trustee must assess whether it's a member benefit or a death benefit based on the facts known at the time, including the terms of the request from the member, the terms of the trust deed or any other governing rules, knowledge at the time the payment is made, including whether they are aware that the member has died, the entity that the payment is being paid to, for example, the member's bank account or the account of the legal personal representative, The circumstances and timing of the payment, and whether the payment is made in line with the request made by the member. Now you can see in points three and four that it would be very difficult for an SMSF trustee to not know that the member has died, whereas an APRA fund has an unrelated trustee, which may not have been notified of the member's death. And of course, if you're in any doubt, you can always apply to the ATO for a private ruling. The ATO website gives a couple of examples um, of member payments or death payments, and one being an SMSF and one being an APRA fund. The SMSF example has a husband and wife where one is diagnosed with a terminal medical condition and the member makes a request to the SMSF for the release of their super. Before the benefit payment is made, the member passes away and that benefit is paid to an account belonging to the legal personal representative. At the time of paying the surviving trustee, considered the above factors and determined that the payment is a death benefit. The trust deed of the SMSF allows for the release where a member meets a condition of release, including both the terminal medical and death conditions. The trustee of the SMSF knew that that the member had passed away before authorizing the payment, and the payment went to the legal personal representative's account. So the payment was made as a death benefit, but, and therefore met the requirement to satisfy the compulsory cashing requirements that apply after a member dies, rather than in accordance with the member's prior request. Now, similarly, if we think about an APRA regulated fund with the same set of circumstances, Um, The member has made a request to the trustee uh, that before the payment is made, the member has passed away, but no one's notified the trustee of the member's passing until after the benefit has been paid to the member's personal bank account. So at the time of the payment, the trustee considered the above factors and determined that the payment is a member benefit because they had not been notified of the member's death and the payment went to the member's personal bank account. So they expect that the member is alive to personally receive it. So there's a couple of examples. Now, at the recent SMSF Association National Conference, the ATO Deputy Commissioner, Superannuation and Employer Obligations confirmed the ATO's position that if a trustee is paying benefits after a member has died, it would be highly unusual for that not to be a death benefit, particularly in situations where the trustee was aware that the member had died or the money was paid to an account of the member or their legal personal representative. They also pointed out they know of situations where advisors to SMSFs may hold signed undated documents requesting payment of the member benefits in case of terminal illness or impending death. The ATO stated that this practice won't change the outcome, unless there are highly unusual circumstances the payment will still be a death benefit payment. Further, SMSF professionals and trustees should not rely on private rulings that have been issued regarding the characterisation of benefits. These edited versions of private binding rulings are published for transparency purposes only. They're not a precedential database and can't be relied upon as they don't represent a full set of facts and the full reason for the decision is not always included in the publication. So This guidance from the ATO makes it clear that the view is once a trustee is aware of the death of the member, then it should be dealt with as a death benefit payment. So what are some of the consequences of a death benefit withdrawal? For advisors, a deathbed withdrawal may breach Standard 1 of the Code of Ethics, which states you must act in accordance with all applicable laws, including this code, and not try to avoid or circumvent their intent. For clients and beneficiaries, potential consequences could include where the beneficiary of the member could be denied their entitlement to the deceased's superannuation proceeds, which will now form part of the estate and be dealt with by a will. Can you imagine the situation where a child from a previous marriage was to receive the deceased member's accumulation interest, while the member's pension interest was to be paid as a reversionary pension to the second spouse? Suddenly, none of the money is in superannuation and will will be dealt with by the will, which may not provide for either the child or the spouse. What about the situation where a power of attorney thinks their mum or dad is about to die and instructs the deathbed withdrawal of mum and dad's superannuation benefits? and then mum or dad survives. It's great that they survived, but who's going to explain to mum or dad that they no longer have their tax-free account-based pension and concessionally taxed accumulation accounts? What if they've lost capacity and can't change the will and other beneficiaries may have just lost their inheritance? Which, of course, brings me to standard six. What are the long-term implications of the advice? So these are all considerations that need to be made. So in conclusion, if you have a client where it may be questionable as to whether the benefit is a member benefit or a death benefit, obtaining a personal private binding ruling is highly recommended. The regulatory landscape is always changing. This guidance reinforces that things can change quickly, and what may have been possible as recently as a month ago is no longer the case. As always, BT is there helping great advice to thrive. So make sure you register for our fortnightly BT Academy webinars and listen to our techno podcasts to keep up with the latest changes. How can you catch up on previous webinars? simply head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series where you can find recordings of all of our previous webinars. If you watch them on demand, you will still receive your CPD points and whilst there, you can register for our future webinars. Speaking of which, our next fortnightly session is scheduled for midday on Wednesday the 15th of March when Brian Ashenden will be discussing a little bit of everything. In this webinar, a regular quarterly and regulatory and technical update, we will provide an update on the latest developments that have the potential to impact clients and financial planning businesses, covering the latest consultations on super, updates on the quality of advice review process, education standards and an overview of the latest legislation to pass or be introduced to Parliament. This session is essential to ensure you stay on top of the changing environment remember if you have any strategy related questions for your clients you can call the bt technical services team on one 800 or send us an email at technical at btfinancialgroup.com to all our listeners remember to check back each week for our latest podcast topics until next time bye for now bt tech knows and now you know join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy regulatory and industry news this podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations, or needs.